0: Okay, good morning, everybody. Good morning. <coughs> the topic this morning is, does medicine have to be kosher? Or do vitamins have to be kosher? The truth is, we could divide the subject into a couple different parts. I want to start off talking about pills. We'll see what the, uh, the background issues are in the halachat HaMaisa. And then if we have time, we could transition into liquids, which are often oftentimes more problematic, potentially. So to start with the Gemara about a zara, the Gemara tells us, based on the pasuk where it says "lo sochlo kol nevela," you're not allowed to eat a nevela. We know a nevela is an animal that dies without shechita. So what do you do? Leger reshe to the gear that's within your gates, give it to him, and you're even allowed to sell it. Right? Generally, we do not sell something that's ausser midiraisa. But it's clear from this pasuk, and we pass in this way in the Shulchan Aruch as well, in Kofiyot Zayin, that if you happen to have something treif because your animal dies, or you shech an animal and you realize it's really a trefo, then you're allowed to sell it. The Gemara has the following drasha: Kol haroi lager <laughs> kroy nevela; she'ein roi leger, eina kroy nevela. It has to be fit for the non-Jew to eat, meaning to say it has to be fit for human consumption. Then it's called an avela. But if it's not fit for human consumption, meaning that a person would not touch this thing, then it's not an aveyla. So on a Torah level, if you have a piece of bacon that's been sitting outside for many days, and it is totally seruach, it's disgusting, it's moldy, and you choose to eat it anyway for some strange reason, you would not be in violation, at least, of the iser deraisa, of eating tray. That's what we learned from the Gemara Nevo uh, It Doesn't sound like it. Any time we have an iser of achilah, it has to be something that's roil achilas adam, that it's fit for human consumption. So the true, but the assumption is it's true for any time the Torah says lo sochul. So, share it, any other kind of trait the truth is it comes to basr v'cholov that could be a different story I milk and meat so there the, the Pasuk says lo tavashel g'di b'chalei v'mo. And it says that three times as the famous Gemar and says one time is to tell you you can't eat basr v'cholov together the second time is to tell you you can't cook it together as the Pasuk actually says and the third time is to teach you that you can't get any Hana whatsoever from that. But there's never a Lashon of achilah. Right? The Torah doesn't say, don't eat meat and milk. It's as low to Vashel. So there, we pass it to the beginning of Pei that because there's never an explicit Lashon of achilah, even if it's not really Lashilas adam, that's going to be problematic. And so... The, the case would be you have regular meat and regular milk that were cooked together and then it was left outside for many days even though it's no longer fit for human consumption, eating that would be an Isr Deir Okay. Now we have a Gemarim p'sachim. The Gemarim p'sachim tells us that If you have Hametz, and you burn it to a crisp where it becomes totally inedible, and we're going to see that means even it's nifsel lachilas kelev, to the point where even a dog wouldn't touch it. It's mutter to get hana even once Pesach starts. Or really from chatzos, era Pesach, when the isr hana comes into play. And through Pesach, you're allowed to use this item because it's no longer considered chametz. That's what the Gemarim Pesachim says in La <laughs> chav so it would seem it would seem from here that any, any uh, shampoo or soap or anything that's that's totally um nipsa kelev before the onset of this Man chametz, there'd be no problem whatsoever to use it and get benefit from it on, on Pesach itself. The truth is, maybe for a different discussion, we'll see that application of this case to shampoos and, and cologne and deodorants and different types of cosmetics. It's not so simple. Right? There were Aharonim who poskened that those things might be different and there is room to be Machmir there although we don't posk in that way. But at the classic cases, it's totally, totally burnt to a crisp. Therefore, you could use it on Pesach itself. However, we pass that if it came into Pesach where it was still edible, it was regular chametz, and then it gets burnt up during Pesach, then it doesn't make a difference. As long as it came into the Yontif with the status of chametz, that has to be destroyed. So the real question here is, why does Rava only say that it's mutter bahana, that you're allowed to get benefit from this item, even on Pesach? Why not also tell me it's mutter bahila? Eat it as well. What's that? You know, so good oh, right. So the Pashup shot of the Gemara would be we're not going to talk about Achilah because the thing's burnt to a crisp. And that's what the Ran says. right? The Ran's understanding of the Gemara is that, of course, it's mutter bahana, and it would even be mutter to eat it. And the only reason we didn't mention Achilah is because we're, no one's going to eat it. You have to be crazy. But comes along the rush. Here we have the big machlokus between the Ron and the rush. This is a famous rush. He writes as follows. This is the fourth line here. That was the opinion of the Ran that even a chila would be okay because it's considered like it's dust, it's dirt, it's ashes, it's nothing. But that doesn't resonate with me. Even though... When you choose to eat this thing that's not really edible, so you're the odd man out, you're not really eating food. Since you're choosing to eat it, it's asr. Since you're choosing to eat it, it's asr. And that's why the Gemara says only mutar bahana, but it would not be mutar bahila And if you choose to do so, that's problematic. That's called the Isr of achshave. Achshave means the fact that I'm viewing this as food on some level, because I'm choosing to consume it like food, then it's going to be usur to eat. This is not a din This would be a din derabanan. This is the shita of the rush. And this is how we pass it. The machaber and Tauf Membeis, Sif Dalid. He writes as follows. Davr shenes arev bochomets adam klal gives a couple of examples. Even though you're allowed to hold on to it, there's no obligation to destroy it before Pesach, because before Pesach, it lost its status of Pesach. You're not allowed to eat it until after Pesach. Why not? explains the Mishnah Buran, Sifkat and Chavalev. He says, Even though it's not really fit for consumption. Since you're choosing to eat it, you're making it into food subjectively. And that's also Midir And we learn that from the rush in the very beginning of Perek Beis of Psochem. So we pass him like the rush. Now, parenthetically, just for a moment, it's always a little bit confusing when it comes to all areas of Kashros, we learn from the Gemara Nebota Zara that as long as it's not Roy Lechilas Adam, at least on a Torah level, there's no problem whatsoever. It's not considered Neveila, it's not considered Dreif. When it comes to Pesach, we have this different gather, a different category. Where we speak about being Nifsa khilas Kelev. Where does that come from? Why is that different than all other areas of Kashros? If it's not fit for human consumption, it's not aser midiraisa, And we're going to see if it's aser at all. Maybe it's totally mutter. That itself is debatable. But when it comes to Pesach, we bring in the kelev. It's a lower category. So we have to understand why. So the Ran explains in Pesachim that because the Torah is Megala, the Torah reveals to us that there's an iser of chametz and there's also an iser of seor, of yeast or leaven what the torah is really telling us is that even if something is not really edible but it could be used isos it could be used to cause leavening in dough that's considered roilahiva and the basic threshold for what could be used lechamei as the ran is is it edible even for an animal so the idea of nifsa as kelib when it comes to pesach is it's not a whole different category qualitatively. It's just the Torah's Megala, that when it comes to the Isser of Hametz, if there's something that even though I wouldn't eat it, but it could be used for leavening, that's still <coughs> problematic. That's why we have this different, kind of a more severe level of Isra when it comes to Pesach. But here the Mechaber and Pachman base is talking about something that's already Nifsa Lechilas before Pesach, and therefore there's no need to destroy it. The only thing is you can't eat it based on Akshavah. So Akshava, yeah. Because the, the truth is the Ran says this by Pesach, we're going to explore if it's true by other Isrim. But the source of Akshava is by Pesach, and there it's an Isr Dirubanim. Do do we have anything that came from a dog? I mean Jews <laughs> traditionally don't keep dogs. Where are they? You could also ask, probably depends on the dog. I grew up with a that beagle. Sure. A beagle will eat anything, right? <laughs> you can argue toothpaste is not royal achilles kelev. If you have a beagle, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to know what dogs eat. But like, where would you get that concept of what a dog eats? What do they make a dogs? Why a kelev and not, not, not a chatul? No, or like a cow, something they might actually have actually had. Well, cows don't eat. They don't you know what i What do they make huh? Jews don't, don't have dogs. Have huh? Jews don't, don't have, have dogs. dogs? Come on. Jews Okay, I don't know. I want to share with you, there are two places in Yerodeah where we speak about taking something that's not really edible for the sake of Rafua. Because the big question here is, first of all, do we apply akshavay to other isurim? And the second question is, when I'm eating it for Rafua, would the same restriction apply? Do we say you're eating it and therefore you're making it into food? Even if it's not edible, it's a problem. Is swallowing a pill considered eating? So that's a great question. There's a piskei chuva in Hay. he quotes from the Nodah Yehuda that swallowing, if, if, you're, if you're swallowing food, that's considered a chihuah. The question is, when you have a pill, you could definitely make the argument, and the chazanish actually writes this, that it could be swallowing a pill would not be considered the derech of Achila. What so we're going to have to address that, but I want to do it one step at a time. Take a look at the Rama Kuf Nun Hey Sif Gimel. This is the third line of the Rama, the fourth, uh, second line rather. Mutter Lisrof Sheretz. You're allowed to burn a Sheretz. Oshar Dover Iser, or anything else that's Aser. And then eat it for Rafua. A filu sakana. So there's no pikuach nefesh here. You're sakana. But you're allowed to burn something, making it not edible, and then eat it to help you feel better. Nothing works better better than a burnt beetle, right? For a cold or a cough or the flu, you can't find better than that. Chutz something like a vodazara that's usar to get hana from. That's problematic no matter what. But you're allowed to burn things that are treif and eat them even for a chole sheein bo sakana. So right off the bat, something is interesting here. It sounds like not only if I find the burnt sheritz, or if I go to the the local non-Jewish pharmacy and they're selling burnt shratzim, I'm allowed to eat that, but I'm allowed to burn it myself. Usually we have the problem of there's an iser of being mavatal iser. I'm not allowed to take something and, and let's say the classic case. So I want to eat a raspberry and I'm so concerned that there's so many bugs there. So no problem. I'll just blend it up in order to eat it. Because once you blend it up, there's not going to be a full bug there. Is that mutter or is that user? That's user. That's user. If I want to make a raspberry shake, I'm not doing it just to get rid of the iser. That could be mutter. But generally, if I'm doing something, I'm crushing it up, or I'm burning it, or any other process, just to get rid of the iser in order to consume it beheter, that itself is aser midirabanan. Yet the Ramah seems to be saying, you're allowed to burn this thing in order to eat it. So Lachor, you could prove from here that when it comes to that iser, the rabonim of aser levatal iser lechachila, that does not apply for Rafua. And that is definitely the opinion of many achronim. What does that mean, halakhala ma'isa? If you have a particular medication, let's say it's some kind of, uh, of syrup, and you know for a fact, or even you have a strong doubt, that there could be ingredients inside there that are problematic, and I can't get the kosher equivalent, so one potential Eitzah would be, be mevatel it. Add enough liquid or put it into a shake or something else, applesauce, where you're going to be mavatil, whatever the esser is, beshishim. We can prove from this Ramah there's no problem of being if you're doing so for Rufua. More of a side point. But he said you could eat the sherets soruf, even for a hola shein sakana. Isn't, isn't a sheret even alive and iser, And does it have a different status? If it's, if it's alive and you eat it or dead and you eat it? Well, once it's burnt, it's probably no longer living. Right. I'm saying, but eating a live sharet could be... Eating a live sharet is problematic. You're over five loben. He's talking mm-hmm. about a case where you're burning it and therefore it's not considered a sharet. Or any other iser. He's not limiting his conversation to a sharet. Uh-huh. Any type of iser, you could do this trick and eat it to make you feel better. However, he has a caveat. The caveat is that It has to be that this particular rafua is a known rafua it's not just you know, my my cousin's friend's aunt's dog right <laughs> somehow told her that if you mix these organic herbs with sea salt himalayan sea salt then that's going to be the cure right that's probably not true in the, the first place but uh, well right. it depends we'll have to get into actual applications but one caveat is it has to be Rafu Yaduah, a known Rafua, oh or Al Pimumcha, which is Mashmah, even if it's not a Rafu Yadua, even though it's not known to be a real cure, but if there's an expert in the field who's telling you, please take this medication, that would also be allowed. Then he concludes though the aimatirin shum im yucha ha beheter kamo isr. But even though I've just set forth a massive kula, that you're allowed to take something that's intrinsically asr midir and burn it to a crisp and then consume it, even for a whole, she'embo sakana, that's only permissible if you can't get the same type of refu'a beheter without playing any games. Even though you might have to wait a little bit. I have to go to KosherVitamins.com and order it online and wait a couple more days, assuming that you, you could wait and it's not going to be detrimental. <laughs> Since there's no real Sakana here, better to go for the Kosher option if it's Kamo Be'isser, which is not always the case, but if it could work the same way as the other medication, even if it requires waiting a little bit of time, and the post can say, even if it requires spending a little bit more money, then you should go for the kosher option. Let's analyze this carefully. Here's the Chakira in the Ramah. Is the Ramah saying that when you're a Chola sheein Bo Sakana, let's take even one step back. Is it Mashmah from the Ramah that generally speaking, eating a Sheret Soruf is Mutter or Asr? Sounds like generally it's asr. And the only reason why it's mutter here in Kufnun Haysef Gimel is because it's your chola. So the structure of the Ramah seems to be, really, you can't eat these things in general, but we're going to be mekel. We're going to be mekel for a chola. You say also you mean the rice or the so it's a good question. Because it's how the be mekel for the rice. Good question. But it sounds like the structure is really these things are Osr on some level. But for a HaShem Bo Sakanah, they're going to be Mutter. So the truth is, the turn of the page here, the Mechaber tells us pretty much the exact same halacha as the Ramah. This in (laughs) Yerodei of Pei Dalid, towards the end of that simon, Sif Yud-Zayin. He says, Sheretz Sorof, Mutter L'Achlo, Mishum Rufuah. You're allowed to eat a burnt Sheretz for rufua because we consider it like dust, it's dirt, it's nothing so the Mechaber wasn't telling us as much as the Ramah where the Ramah said you can actually burn it in the first place, but the basic Halacha of eating it is Mutter, but again it sounds like it's only permissible <clears throat> but generally it would be a problem, so the Yad of Ram, one of the great achronim, the commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch he has a similar piece both in Kufnan Hay and then Pei Daled. Let's read together the Yad of Ram here from Kuf Nun Hei. Minchas he quotes the Minchas Yaakov. The indication is that if it's not for <coughs> Rafua, it would be User. But why in the world is that the case? It should be Mutter for the fun of it. Hey guys, watch this! I'm gonna eat a Sheretz. No, stop it. No problem. It's a Sheretz Saruf. It should be mutter. like we saw from the Gemara in Avodah Zarah, If it's not edible, and by all other yisurim which we're talking about now, not not chametz and pesach, all other yisurim, if it's not roy lachila adam, it's not also. That was the question of the Minchas Yaakov. It says the Yad the Nelmo mimenu divrei Rush. Clearly, he forgot about the rush and pesachim. The rush tells us that chametz that's burnt before Pesach, even though there's no status of being Osr because it's burnt to a crisp, you still can't eat it. From the fact that you choose to eat it subjectively, you're turning it into food. And therefore, the same thing would be problematic by a burnt sheritz. The rush is chiddish. That halacha is not limited to Pesach. Rafua, <coughs> If it's not for doing it for the sake of refua, lahatiro Then it wouldn't be okay to eat. Avshin nifsad me'olchel adam. Even though it is no longer edible for a human being, taima. From the fact you're eating it, you're making it into food, and therefore, mid it's still going to be asr. So then why is it mutter for refuah? So, at this point, one could have said, listen, the whole thing is asr mid so for we're meikul. Right? We find that. Sometimes you have an isr but Bamakum choli lo gazu rebonin. Chazal didn't want to be that strict. But that's not what the Yad of Ram says. He says something deeper than that. And we're going to see if there's actually a very important nafka mina. Rak, kish'aokhlu l'rafu'a muter, the reason why you're allowed to eat it for medicinal purposes, the lo lomer because then the whole sebo, the whole reason why Chazal said it was a problem in the first place is no longer applicable. mochiach alav, because your sickness is proving why am I eating the <laughs> Sherit Soruf? I'm not doing it because I want a snack. I'm not doing it because I missed breakfast. I'm doing it because I'm not feeling well, and this is going to be a refuah. How do I know it's going to be a refuah? Either because it's a refuah yaduah, everybody knows about this, right? Or because my mumcha, my expert doctor, told me so. So so, so this, I just understand this. The Yadav Rome is saying that it's not a hetter. It's not that in general it's also <clears throat> midderabadon, but by a cholash ainbosakana we're going to be lenient. But to the contrary, by a cholash sakana, there's no iser in the first place because the eating it is not making it into food. The whole iser doesn't apply. In other words, it's not really considered eating? It's not really considered eating. Eating is when I'm doing this for the same reason I would eat something, either because I'm hungry. Or for some basic nutrition, but if I'm doing it here just to get rid of my really bad headache, that's not viewed as, as a chila, and therefore there's no prohibition of achshveh in the first place. It could be, it could be an interesting nafkamina. If you were to learn the rama the first way, that it's more of an overriding heter. Then it could be the heter would be limited to a but it, not, it might not apply to someone who has a mechush ba'alma. Mechush ba'alma means I'm just, I'm uncomfortable, I have a headache. Generally, when it comes to Shabbos, if I have a mechush ba'alma, I'm not allowed to take medicine. If it's something that's a choler where the general category is, you're not full mishka, if you have to lie down, or it's really disturbing you to the point where you can't get your mind off of it, then there's no longer a gezerah of refuah on Shabbos. So theoretically, if it was just an overriding heter it might be limited to a cholash she'en sakana but maybe for a lower level, it's problematic. If you're learning like the Yad of Ram, you could potentially argue that maybe even for a mechush baalmo. Maybe as long as it's clear, I'm not doing this for a chila, so then there's no isser of achshaveh. That could be one nafkamina of the Yad of Ram's understanding of the Ramah. But he proves his point, though. He proves his point from the Rambam. He says, The Rambam writes, Bread that becomes moldy, you don't have to destroy. That's only in a case like we already mentioned, that it becomes moldy before the time of Isser. But the Rambam only says you don't have to destroy it. But similar to what we saw from the Gemara, the Rambam also <coughs> seems to imply that eating it would be problematic. Says the Yad of Ram that must be because the Rambam agrees that eating it is Asumidur This is for Pesach. So, this is the Rambam by, by Pesach, on Pesach. But the Yad of Ram's theory is that this is not limited to Pesach. The overall Dinder Abundant of applies in Kol Torakulam. That's very, uh, actually very applicable because penicillin right, kind of was, yeah. <laughs> was moldy was bread, bread, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he says something almost counterintuitive. He says even though the rush did quote the opinion of the Ran that when it comes to chametz, if it's if it's burnt to a crisp, it's nissel achilas kelleb before this manaser, then eating it would not be a problem. But for other yisurim, for sure there's going to be at least an Iser de Rabbonin. That logic we could, uh, we could take time to analyze, but we're not going to as of now. The Yad of Ram, though, is clearly assuming that all across the board, if you're eating something because you're hungry or because you're trying to get the basic nutrition of food, that's when Akhshaveh applies. Otherwise, though, if you're doing it for a fua, then he says, his expression is, the Chelyo Mochiachha love. It's clear, because I'm doing it to feel better, that I'm not viewing it as food. And the last point he brings is the pre Chadash from the same simile we quoted before, Tuf base. The pre Chadash is Medayek this from the Machaber. So, therefore, what was the question of the Minchas Yaakov? question is, why does the Ramah say it's only mutter for refuah? It should always be mutter. The answer is generally it's also because of Achshaveh. And only when you have refuah it's not considered doing it for the sake of yes. a <coughs> Now to also Yes, so he's applying it across the board. We're making no distinctions between Pesach and other Yisurim. Across the board. What about explaining the Russian? Well, that was explaining why, by Pesach, we're generally more machmer, to say that even something that might not be fit for human consumption, but as long as it's roi l'chamea, iso secheros, it could be used for leavening, then it could still be considered roi right? l'achilo. But the basic idea of something being totally burnt to a crisp, right? the case of the rush is where it's nifsal l'chil It's not even roi l'chamea, iso secheros. But still, he says, once you're choosing to eat it, and it's problematic. And the Yad of ram says that applies all throughout Kashrus. The only heter is for refuah. Mm-hmm. Do we paskin like this Yad of Ram halachal <laughs> There is a famous opinion of the, the Shagas Aryeh, who argued on this whole approach. And he felt that the Iser Derbundet of Achshveh would apply even for refuah. Bottom line is, if you're consuming something and it's not edible, but you're making it edible. You're eating it. Shaghazaria felt that it applies to Rafua as well, and therefore, maybe he would learn the Ramah, that it's only mutter because <laughs> you're a cholah shein bo sakana, So bamakum chol li lo Chazal were not going to be that machmir to uh, to apply their iser to a cholah. Ramosha the halacha of Paskins as follows: Ramosha and our chelik beis and tzadi beis. He says, He's referring to, I forget who the, the person asking the question was. He was somewhat of a famous personality. I should have photocopied it. But you were concerned about taking your medication on Pesach as well. You were concerned there was chametz inside the, uh, in the pill. So he need me Since you're taking the medicine for a surgery that took place internally, afim chametz. Even if there was for sure chametz inside there, generally in halacha, like we see from Shin Chavches, any issue inside the guf, or at least many times, it's considered a pikuach nefesh situation. But he says, the truth is, even if your case was not classified as a Sakana, there's no concern. Why not? It was already considered nullified before Pesach. It lost the status of food. Any kind of pill, whatever is inside of there, it's no longer edible, even if it was derived from a Hamad's source. The and says Ramosha, I'm posking like the Yad of Ram, that even the din the of the rush of achshavei doesn't apply when you're taking something for Rafua. and and he explains more than the Yad of Ram. The Yad of Ram had that phrase the chel yo but he seems to elaborate. Says Ramosha, the aftervarim notlim You would take things that are disgusting. Unless you're a child. (laughs) You would take things that are disgusting and gross for refuah. So clearly I'm not doing it for food. You have nothing to be concerned about. Continue taking the medicine, please, as the doctor has instructed. And Hashem should give you that this should be a refuah. So we see that R' Moshe Pasquin's like the Yad of R' Halacha L'Maisa. What's that? By it would seem. So the Shaggesaria we'd have to look at inside to see what he would really come out Halacha L'Maisa But the idea of not applying Achsheve to Rifuah. Right, that we saw from the Yad of Rome, that's how emotions is would this apply even to a mechush ba'alma? So the answer would l'chorah be yes. Because it's not about Chazal limiting it or, or overriding it with a hetar. We're saying there's no svarah here. As long as you're doing it to make yourself feel better, that should be permissible. That's the only here, right? Because the Ramah says it. Okay. According to the Ramah, right. According to our two ways of learning the Ramah, this would be the, the nafkamina, 100%. Yeah. So, I don't know if this is jumping the but then why is there, is there a distinction between salad, pills, and liquids, if it seems like Rokosha is saying in general, if anything is for a Oh, so the, the main distinction is going to be that when it comes to a liquid, oftentimes... That flavor. Right, the flavor itself, if it does come from some kind of grain, it could be Roy intrinsically and that would be much more problematic. This whole discussion is assuming it has the same category of being burnt in nifso l'achilas kelev, and the only discussion is, do we say achshaveh? But something that's intrinsically food, that's going to be much more problematic. There's one last point here. Does this mean you could take any kind of pill? Right, Any pill, I'm doing it for a four. Let's say on Pesach, I know that, that some of the ingredients are chametz but I'm doing it for Rafua, and it's a Rafua baduka, or my my doctor told me to. So there is a very important distinction we find between medicine and the vitamin. Ramosh was of the opinion that when you're taking a multivitamin or any vitamin, and I'm not doing so because I'm deficient in something, I'm doing it just to feel generally better and to keep myself healthy and energetic, even though the doctor said so, at your age you should start taking the multivitamin... But in Moshe Hell, that's considered a chila, Because you're doing it for the exact same reason you're eating. Why do you eat? Because I like to taste the food. True. But you also eat because you need to live. And you have to have basic nutrients in your body. So if I'm taking a vitamin for the same reason, then the heter of the Yad of Ram would not apply. And, and the Rosh's idea of achshvei would apply. I'm viewing this as a chilah. And therefore, vitamins would not have the heter, vitamins should have a hachshev. What if you're counteracting something else? Oh, So, if the reason why I'm taking the vitamin is because my doctor said, you're deficient in vitamin D, even though you live in Florida, you're deficient, and therefore, you need to take this, that's considered refuah. Anything I'm doing for a medicinal purpose, then hachshevah doesn't apply. But if I'm doing it for the overall health and vitality, and my energy, then Achshaveh says Remosheh would apply, and therefore vitamins, taken for that purpose, should really have Achshur. This could be a, a promo for vitamins.com, koshervitamins.com. So, so why are there so many catalogs out there for Pesach about kosher medicines? Oh, that's a great question. If we're basically <coughs> coming out that for a real medication, there's no problem, why do we have catalogs? So one easy answer would be the last line of the remote. Right. The Ramah did say that even though this is mutter min hadin, if you could find the totally kosher equivalent. Right? Even though it might require some waiting or more expense, then it's kadai to do so. So the limud schus, so to speak, for all the, all the medications out there, even for pills, could be based on this last line of the Ramah. The truth is, those guides are helpful when it comes to liquids. It's likely mentioned we're not going to have time to have a whole discussion on that now, but those could be real issues if you have chametz that's, that's actually edible. So they come in handy for that. I was speaking with Rashmul first. This goes back many years ago. But he was of the opinion that having a guide for, for pill medication, we're really minhadin, and even though you'll find different postgames saying different things, but l'maysa, uh, we, we do seem to come out that it's mutter, having a guide he felt does more harm than good, potentially. Because if you have someone that doesn't understand the entire background of the Sudya, and all they know is that there are kosher pills and there are non-kosher pills, and, and they have Yir HaShemayim, and they would never want to do anything to, to eat anything close to chametz on Pesach, and they can't find the kosher equivalent, or they don't ask a Eshailah, they don't speak to their doctor, they don't speak to their Rav, and they passed him for themselves, I'm not going to take this particular medication to help from uh, preventing a stroke or anything else that could be very severe because it might be chametz and Pesach, that could lead to terrible things. And he was of the opinion, even if that means there's one or two people in the world who have this mindset, and there's probably more than one or two people, that could be a very dangerous thing to give off the impression that medication is somehow traif. Right? So... Um, Oh, good point. Gel caps. Yeah. So the hard the, the two types of gel caps. The hard gel cap, which is more like a plastic. Mm-hmm. So those everyone would tell you that is not Roy Lachila. And therefore we'd have the same basic applications. <laughs> if you're taking it for Rafua, there's no Akshave. Even though this is gelatin that comes from a pig. But there's no Akshve, I'm doing it for Rafua. For Again, if you could find vegetarian gelatin, the kosher equivalent, the Ramah would say, you should do so. But min hadin, it's mutter. If you're taking it as a vitamin, just for health and vitality, then that should be avoided, because there we do say ach The second kind of gel cap is much more of an issue. That's the, the soft gelatin. Let's say you have vitamin E where it's basically, it's liquid inside of a gel cap, and you can mush it. So that soft gelatin was debated heavily. Maybe that's considered intrinsically royla l'achilo. Rebelski, in his sefer, has a chuva on this subject, and uh, he definitely seems to have been one of the experts in all areas of life. And he was of the opinion that soft gelatin, you don't need to come on to achshaveh it's intrinsically edible. If you were to chew on that thing, it would taste good. They make them flavor, actually, a lot of times. Okay. So the soft gel cap should be avoided even if you're taking it for refuah. Again, Baruch Hashem, nowadays, oftentimes you can find the kosher equivalent. You can find the gelatin that's made totally vegan. But to realize that distinction is an important one. Hard gel cap, minhadin, is mutter for medicine. And the soft gel cap should be avoided even for medicine.